Welcome to Story Story Night, where you hear true stories on a theme, recorded live on stage and without notes. I'm your host, Jessica Holmes. Today, we get heartfelt with runaway heartache at breakup. Stories of the end of the affair. Our February 2012 show. First up, featured storyteller Bert Muller takes the lid off of one love's jar. She's a jar with a heavy lid, my pop quiz kid, a sleepy kisser, a pretty war. You know she begs me not to miss her. My friend Dave, who lives in Austin now, he, uh, he invited me out for his birthday, mostly because I didn't drink at the time, so I was the designated driver. <laughs> We're living in Fullerton, California, uh, North Orange County, right below L.A., and he wants his uh, birthday at El Cid. It's, um, it's a flamingo bar in uh, Silver Lake. It's a suburb of L.A. where the hipsters live. Um, it's, it's a great place. Uh, Dave plays in this alt-country band called The Horse Painters. He now lives in Austin. It's sort of fitting. Um, but we're there for his birthday bash, and I know a lot of his friends. I don't know some, but uh, that night at El Cid, there was a woman. Uh, her name was Jessica, and Jessica was um, tall and thin and, and milk-white skin, red hair and incredible blue eyes, and, and uh, I sat back, I, I, that night I sat next to her, and I was, I was enthralled. Um, she talked of band things and theater things and you know, things that make me go, wow, cool. Um, so um, I'm sitting next to her, and I'm enthralled, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing the, the tell me more about you thing, because, you know, I, I've learned by now. Um, <laughs> so um, on a trip to the restroom, uh, Dave, uh, Dave tells me that she's got a, a boyfriend, so I'm now at bay. I'm a, I'm a polite guy. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just, you know, admire from a distance. Um, so I'm thinking, well, bummer. That's, that's a bummer. And then my next trip to the restroom, I look down and I see something on the floor and, you know, uh, El Cid's a pretty dark place. So I reach over, I pick it up. It's, uh, I know it's money. So I, I, I sort of slide it into my pocket. I go into the restroom. I'm sitting there at the urinal and I pull it out. And it's one, two, three, $600 bills. I, um, I work at a, a bar at the time and I know if I turn it into the bartender, it's gone, right? Now, Silver Lake is the kind of place that this is either, you know, someone's crap, I can't get evicted this time, I need this money money, or it's a Hollywood uh, producer's uh, Coke money, and it's, it's no big deal. Since it was in hundreds, I was guessing it was the latter, but in case it was the former, I stood next to the bar that I found the money at, and I'm just sitting there, order a beer, and I'm just sitting there. Uh, Dave comes over in a you know, couple minutes, and he says, what, what are you doing over here? And I said, well, I... You know, I found this money. I want to see if I can find any frantic faces. I want to do the right thing. I want to be honorable. So he sits with me. I buy him a beer. Uh, we, uh, <laughs> we, we sit for an, another 25, 30 minutes. Nobody's panicking, so I buy everybody a beer. <laughs> um, so it was fortuitous, right? I, I, I got this, this gift. I've, I've met this woman, but I can't. But I got this money, and now I, you know, I, 
I can sort of spin out. So I'm, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm designated driver. It's, you know, 2.30 in the morning. I'm driving Dave back to Orange County. He's drunk. I'm, I'm really, I'm almost falling asleep. So I'm like, Dave, you got to keep me awake. You know, talk, 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 talk. So he knows. He knows I'm enthralled. He knows me. Uh, he says, so what do you think of Jessica? And out of the top of my head, you know, no response. Just sort of, you know, question and answer. Well, she's a jar with a heavy lid. I don't know. I don't know why I said it. I just, you know, it was poetic, whatever. So we get home, uh, and, and of course, these are the days of fa- uh, pre-Facebook, right? We're on, we're on uh, MySpace. MySpace was great because it was really more like a billboard, like your own flash page. It had a song. You could have a title, you know, like, like this heading, subheading, you know. So I noticed on, on Dave's uh, MySpace page, she had commented about the night. So um, before there was a term Facebook stalker, I went over to her page. And there it was. It was her banner ad. She's a jar with a heavy lid. And I thought, oh, my gosh. I, I don't know why. I've got this money in my pocket. There's this woman I'm instantly in love with. And now here I am making psychic connections with her. But, you know, and, you know, it turns out she actually lives in my hometown. She lives in Fullerton. And it's a bike-bike community. It's, it's a, it reminds me a lot of, like, Boise without um, the uh, gun racks. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's a nice place. Um, so I, I'd see her from time to time, and I'd wave, and we'd chat or whatever around the square. But, you know, I mean, she's still got a boyfriend, and, and he's a friend of Dave's, and I'm, I'm okay, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. So basically almost six months after me meeting this woman, I drive out to Long Beach from Fullerton, and my friend Dave is playing acoustic, opening up for this, this uh, blues band. So we don't want to see the headliner, so I, I watch his set, and we're walking around uh, Long Beach. And he just, like, sort of offhandedly, oh, by the way, Jessica, Jessica broke up with her boyfriend. Okay, all right, mental note, right? So we leave. Uh, Dave is now living with his fiance in Seal Beach, so he goes one way, I go the other way. I go to, get back to Fullerton. It's 1.45, bars close at 2. I'm driving right by the bars, going uh, home, up, uptown. And I'm like, all right, forget it, I'm just going to go in. So I go in, last call, I get there last call, I'm just going to say hi to my friends, and there's a cast party for uh, my friend Patty, who was in this play, and Jessica uh, has a supporting role in it. So I'm playing nonchalant. I know she's available, but I'm, I'm playing it cool. I'm playing it cool. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, okay. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. So we're all out in front of the bar. It's 2 o'clock. And uh, Jessica, like, they're walking one way. I'm walking the other. She reaches back. She's like, hey, why don't you come back to our after party? So by 5 o'clock, we're together. And, uh, and we're a little drunk. <laughs> and uh, we're making out. We're making out. And, uh, and things are happening on the counter of uh, Patty's uh, uh, kitchen counter. Um, and I stop, and in my most sincere moment, and I believe this, I really, I still believe this, I said, if this is about sex, I- I'm out. I've been in love with you since the night I met you, and if all you want from sex from me, is I- I'm not interested. I probably could have been persuaded. Um, it turns out that um, her ex-boyfriend was a little bit of a, of a domineering guy, so this played to her, and, and she walked home with me. Uh, for three days, I denied her sex. <laughs> On the third day, I gave in. <laughs> so this was my post-divorce. I felt like I felt, uh, pulled my head out of my butt and, and was a really a genuine, loving guy. It wasn't all about me. I, I, I followed this woman and adored her. And now here I am being rewarded for being a good guy. Um, three weeks into our, 
hot and heavy relationship. Uh, we're, we're laying in bed and we're talking about regret and, um, and, and, you know, past mistakes and stuff. And she brings up a guy that, um, that she was in love with uh, once when she was living in Sacramento doing her undergrad stuff. And, um, and I thought two things. I thought, um, if I really had a chance with my first love, I would want to take it. And I never want to, when we start to argue, I never want to be the guy where she's looking at me going, I wish I was with the other guy. So I said something, you know, chivalrous again. I said, you should get a hold of him. Um, oh, really? You guys know where this is going. So, uh, so they found each other uh, on MySpace again. And it turns out that he had just, you know, fallen out of this long-term relationship. And, of course, he was interested in, in, uh, in contacting her. Um, no big deal. I'm in it for love, man. So they arrange a meeting uh, where she's going to go up to uh, Sacramento. She's going to be with them. They're going to see uh, if they can rekindle stuff. And, and I say, you know what? It's okay, because my love, it doesn't need to possess you. It's here. It's here. And I still believe that I do love her. But um, I said, you know, promise me you'll come back if it doesn't work out, because this is real. Uh, she promised, and um, they lasted about a year. And, and what I've heard is uh, she's... Uh, She's living in Australia. She never came back. So, I don't know, you know. I, I, I don't know what to make of this. I, I, I kind of feel like maybe she was a chameleon and, and her love, she wasn't ready to be genuine. I don't, I don't know, she just wasn't ready. But, you know, it wasn't in the stars. But I am, uh, I'm a really fortunate man because uh, I get to pretend like I was the hero. It was the first time in my life that never... Uh, nothing went wrong on my end. I did everything perfect. There was, um, there was no battle wounds. There's no breakup scars. There's no harsh words. There was only kindness. There was only tenderness. I got to love her, and my love was bright, and it shined all the way through uh, in the times where the hair in the bottom of the shower was... was gorgeous and not awkward, <laughs> where the uh, sex hadn't become routine, there was, there was no bad calls on this. So she's a jar with a heavy lid. I still don't know what it means. <laughs> but I think it means that I got to taste her, I got to love her, and then I got to remember her even if I don't ever get to have her again. Thanks, Bert. Make a breakthrough all your own at the Story Story Studio, held today, March 19th, at the Union Block Executive Center right across the hall from the Rose Room at 720 West Idaho Street in downtown Boise. At this free monthly studio... Our helpful guides take you through the storied journey of your own experience, with a special focus on entries for upcoming shows, including slam stories for March's Betrayed and featured submissions for April's Awkward. Then, when you're up for it, take your story to the big stage. Story Story Night is always accepting new submissions for upcoming themes and for your best stories. Email stories to story at storystorynight.com Next up, 
Story slammer Dakota Brown holds up his own in the face of an insistent ex. Hi, everybody. What's going on? <laughs> so, um, this story is about uh, many things. Um, among them, geek love, because I'm a huge nerd. I don't know if it looks it, but I'm a huge nerd. <laughs> Believe you me. A lot of video games, a lot of 20-sided dice being rolled up in this place. You know. So, uh, <laughs> in any event, um, <laughs> I, like, a, like a, one of our featured storytellers, is a recent Boise transplant from California. Um, I grew up in L.A., uh, went to college in Santa Barbara. So, this is about a... Uh, someone clapped. There are beaches. It's very nice. Um, so, uh, <laughs> I, you guys, you don't clap for anything, stop it. So, um, I, back in high school, um, in theater, which is the best place to meet a significant other, it's really not, we're all crazy. Uh, theater's like the haven for the awkward and the insane, if you don't know, so uh, we all just fall into that trap. Anyway, um, I was in about junior year of high school, and I met this girl who was a year younger than I was in this high school. I was like, hey, you're interesting. She sort of looked like the Mona Lisa, but if you looked in her eyes, it was like darkness and spears. Um, that's the <laughs> closest description I can make. Uh, but she was wonderful. And this was back when I was at the age where, you know, I watched a lot of Harold and Maude. I watched a lot of Say Anything. What I was into was uh, a very dramatic relationship, which is probably not the best thing to base your relationship on. I mean, I wanted to date someone who I was like, yeah, I want to get into a fight with like a zillion dudes and get beat up and do something really, I don't know, what, what is this about? Anyway, um, I always wanted to like be the person who like flew down on a dragon with a sword in the air and be like, hello, let's go to dinner. Um, so in any event, uh, we met, we started chatting, we hung out a lot. There were very many like trips to the beach at five in the morning and we would get a coffee and just look at the sunrise and it was all very very nice and very dramatic, and we were like, yeah, we're 16, we're so awesome. Anyway, um, so, uh, lo and behold, we both get into college at Santa Barbara. I uh, get into the acting program. It's very, like, it's, it's very, uh, I don't know, it feels like, a, like I'm being trained to be a ninja instead of an actor, whatever. Uh, like, we wear black every day, and we learn how to, like, walk silently and run on walls and all that stuff. So, um, <laughs> it, it's very strange. Very strange. So, uh, in any event, uh, I get into college. Uh, college life is amazing, except I am very poor. I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm that super poor college student. Like, like I, I worked in a corner store on campus only so I can steal their day-old sandwiches when they threw them out at the end of every day. Uh, so, uh, we, we date, and it's great, and it's very dramatic, which I love at that point. Um, it's very much like I... Really, I looked at her and I went, oh, you're the type of person where if we break up, you'll like throw all my dishes everywhere. And if I were cool enough to own vinyl, you would break it all. So awesome. Um, so uh, in any event, life is great. Uh, things are great. The relationship is awesome, um, except we're both uh, very codependent and crazy. So it's one of those type of things where like each one of us separately realized that any, any possible thing we say, any single conversation we got into, we were both on eggshells, and I was like, if I just ask you, like, would you like a croissant? That means a zillion things. It's like every single conversation had so much subtext. So it's like, hey, uh, do you want to go get lunch? Oh, what does that mean? Okay, does that, does that mean do you like me? Does that mean we're in college, and now there are a bunch of attractive people around, and now we're okay? okay. So, uh, very in our heads. Um, but 
breakup. So uh, I get into college and realize that I can like still be a dork and like date people, which is odd. Uh, but so uh, I, I meet this person who is much like the girl that I was dating, uh, but sane. And <laughs> and uh, I. My, uh, my, my mother is as geeky as I am, but very into tarot and mysticism and all that stuff. And so there was a girl that I was interested in who was more sane than the girl that I was dating at the time. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to mess up this relationship with the person that I'm dating, but I'm still, because I'm a terrible, I'm, well, uh, I'm a dude in college. So I'm like, oh, what are the, hey, uh, mystic witch, crazy, arcane mother, um, if I'm an Aquarius and this woman is a Gemini and a Cancer, what are the chances of it? So, uh, yeah, and oh, I should preface this all by saying I'm currently living with uh, uh, Crazy Girlfriend's brother at the time, which is awesome, um, because I like to set myself up for a, an eventual comedic fall down the line somewhere. So, um, I'm, I'm living at, at a Crazy Girl's brother's place, and meanwhile, I'm like, oh, this is harmless. It really was harmful. Oh, this is harmless. I'll just send off this email to my mom. So, um... I am, uh, I'm living in this place, just, you know, crashing out on this couch, and I'm like, oh, great. I, I own a footstool and a blanket, so this is a house. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Point is, uh, so, send this email. Eventually, uh, my girlfriend, at the time, comes to the door, knocks on the door. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? What's going on? She just glares. Um, again, Mosaline, uh, Mona Lisa, but, like, spears and anger. I'm like, okay, what does this mean? There's a lot of subtext here going on. And she looks at me and she goes, you remember that you gave me your email password? And I go, oh man, that was just to download a paper back in high school. Like, wow, I didn't see this coming down the line. And she goes, yeah, so uh, I checked your sent messages. Weird, by the way, but we're both codependent and crazy, so totally normal. Um, and she goes, and she's like, yeah, so I saw the email that you sent to your mom. And immediately, I freeze over, I just become a block of ice and I'm terrified. Uh, and uh, hence the breakup. The breakup includes a slap in the face. She says, it's over. Um, walks away, and I go, wow, I'm really stupid because I'm in my early 20s. Uh, relationship ends. Uh, she, the, very, the very, very last straw was always the fun thing of like giving all your stuff back to your significant, significant other, which is always strange. Um, and way back in the day, back when we first met, um, was when I was writing little, uh, I was drawing comics, again, geek. So, uh, drawing comics like, hey, starring me and my friends, and we're all superheroes, and it's fantastic. Uh, very last commun, or actually, second to last communication I get was a soggy bag of all my old comics back in high school, all completely out of order and just like slammed into my lap. And I'm like, ah, okay, great, it was wonderful. I mean, it was a couple of years, I don't know. Can I, could you, could, why is the bag soggy? What did you do to it? It smells like Diet Coke. This is strange. Um, so there was that. And then, of course, eventually down the breakup, we're both uh, attending UC Santa Barbara. Uh, yeah, fantastic college. It's like, technically, it's like a drinking school, but I went there for theater. So basically, same thing. Um, and uh, I'm sitting at the bus stop wearing this random belt that I happen to find. I'm off to my uh, job at California Pizza Kitchen. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. Anyway, it's a restaurant. Uh, and I'm sitting there at the bus stop like, la da it's time for work. And uh, she sits down. I immediately go into like, 
like like X relationship mode where I go, okay, blinders, I'll pretend that you do not exist and this will all be good. She looks at me, I look down at her, I pretend that I'm not looking down at her, I'm just like, hey, so we're both here in the same area, let's not get into a fight. Uh, and she looks at me and goes, that's my belt. <laughs> and I go, uh, I, I, I need it to hold up my pants. And she's like, no, that's my belt. I want it back right now. Strange, like, stud and leather belt. And I'm like, I, I need it. It's, it, it. it serves a purpose. It's holding up my pants. I have to go to work. I don't, can I give it back to you when I get back? And she goes, no, I want my belt back right fucking now. I'm, by the way, I'm just going to use fart noises for expletives, so. Uh, be forewarned. Um, and I go, well, can I, can I give it back to you when I get back and don't need it to hold up my pants? And she goes, no. I want it back right now. I probably should have seen this coming when I first dated her and realized she was crazy. Um, but uh, so we hop on the, the city bus that leads to downtown Santa Barbara where my restaurant is. She spends the entirety of the 20-minute trip, full bus, shouting at me. I'm sitting, I'm not sitting, I'm standing in the most awkward spot on the bus, like right where the driver is. It's like, I'm just going to pretend this isn't going on, whatever. And she spends the entire 20 minutes demanding her belt back. So, lo and behold, I'm like, okay, I don't want any more drama. Give the belt back, spend the entirety or the rest of my shift at work kind of holding up my pants and going, okay, this is awkward. I got into this on purpose. So, uh, moral of the story, if this has any moral whatsoever, um, it took me a long time to decide the difference between quirky and insane. So, now I date the quirky rather than the insane. That's all. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Story Story Night is brought to you by fearless leaders Jessica Holmes, that's me, and Anna Dimitriades, with story seeker Zach Borman, volunteer and ticketing guru Kylie Krill, our studio guides Elizabeth McKetta and Kate Riley, with theme song, music, and podcast production by the Braveheart Dan Costello. Hear more at hearcostello.com. Our partners include Boise State Public Radio and Neighborhood All-Stars. A big thanks goes out to our story think tank and fabulous volunteers. Join us next week for an exclusive Betrayed Teaser story. Learn more at storystorynight.com. Storystory Night.